0: It's a glass ceiling, a ceiling hard facts
1: special episode of The Glass Ceiling for you today. 2020 is almost over, so it's time for us to look back at some of the issues that we talked about this year. Uh, remember that the obstacles that women face in society have not disappeared, so the things that we talked about uh, in January are still relevant in December. And joining me to bring some fresh insight into these topics is a good friend of Hard Facts, sarah Biola. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. Lagos, we want to hear from you as well. You're going to give us your takes on all these issues. But I also want you to tell me which glass ceiling topics resonated the most for you. Which ones were most interesting for you for the year 2020? Which ones did you disagree with me the most on? Which ones made you see something differently? Let's talk, all right? Now, Saratu, let me start by asking uh, what the biggest feminist moment for 2020 was for you. Hmm, that's a good question. Um,
2: I would definitely say that it was more just watching the way young women used social media to galvanize on issues that affect them, hmm. and also issues that have bearing just in general, and what what that tells us about um, our preparedness, uh, our readiness for you know uh, you know issues concerning women's rights to be you know more mainstream, more mainstreamly accepted. Hmm. Uh, it, 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 for me, it was really telling that you know. There were all these you know smaller protests that were done um, on issues such as like you know sexual violence and um, street harassment in markets, and they never really caught on. But when young women used their platform and their experience, you know, from having done all of those smaller protests, mm. to contribute to the Nsars protest, mm. mm-hmm. um, if you know, they got lots of plaudits for that. There was, you know, lots of popular, um, um, you know, um, positive popular sentiment on that. You know, it didn't matter that they were called the feminist coalition, you know. Yeah. But if they had done something specifically for women's rights, you mm-hmm. would have been, mm, these women are coming again, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, that
1: was, that was really interesting, depressing but also really interesting. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, some people will say that uh, for for the women's movement, women's rights movement, uh, NSAS was um, definitely a big story. But we've, we had other big stories as well. Uh, there was a topic right here on Hard Facts that got quite a lot of engagement back in June. We yeah. talked about um, tapping current. We talked about that. It's the Nigerian term for groping. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, it's something that has become normalised in schools all over the country. Here's uh, something that uh, some of my guests at the time had to say about it. You're probably not going to hear the audio. I do hope you do. But if you don't, I'm going to fill you in on what was said anyway.
0: How much have society failed women and the girl child
1: i think you know the answer to that
0: question no i <laughs> see sometimes we we look at these issues and tend to quantify or qualify hmm. i think it is beyond qualification or quantification mm-hmm. and that is why it is very very important that we deal with it sandra all you need to do is read the metro news. Mm. It's unfortunate that we are all all we care about is the headline. Mm. We just look at the headlines, you know, peruse and move on. Mm. Sandra, if you read the the if you read the metro news, mm-hmm. there are so many crazy things happening in our communities. That's right. In various communities across Lagos, That's and right. it is very very unfortunate. And when I talk about how much society has failed, there are certain things that have now been normalized. Yeah. Like tapping current. Sandra, I went to a public I went to a public secondary school. Mm-hmm. Tapping current was normal. Mm. You know, we were raised to see it as normal. Mm. You tap correct. Pff, pff, my color. My type. My my spec. Mm. Let me touch you. And it is really very, very unfortunate that many of us feel normal in such
3: a setup. Like I said, if, if you actually attended a public secondary school mm-hmm. here in Lagos, Tapping current words a normal thing. Hmm. Like if if you don't do it as a young boy, especially in that period of Jesus one to Jesus three, hmm. you don't do it as a young boy. Hmm. It's like you don't you you you're, you're, you don't belong to, to to you know you're not man enough for want to put you down. Ah, so it you guys. I remember vividly back then mm-hmm. in the. Uh, in this in secondary school, mm-hmm. so uh, you know during break time there are like some stores where um, um, you have a lot of like crowded um, students just to get a tasty time or just to get um, um, tasty thing again, just to buy um, stuff. Buy snacks. Break time. Mm-hmm. So, so because it's crowded, mm-hmm. so you just see boys in different groups, mm-hmm. specifically spe- specifically going there mm. to tap current. I see. And just touch, especially like I said, just a small to just a three. One. Was actually like normal, normal and
1: and thing. and just one to three. Your watch between ten and thirteen.
3: Yes, for the girls, I remember when they start having their um, monthly stuff. Mm-hmm. Tell them this. You can say period.
1: it's <laughs> Okay, you can say yeah. you can say
3: period. You can say
1: menstruation. It's okay. You can say menstruation. It's okay.
3: tell them stuff. But for you as a young boy, there's a point to where uh, start having You start experiencing puberty. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This changes in your body. Mm-hmm. And then you want to express them. Mm-hmm. So, but of course, because you're
1: curious been, about exactly. it. Your body is doing things. You're exactly. having wet dreams. Exactly. You're having but, erections. But because you've not
3: been told anything and mm-hmm. you want to express them. Mm-hmm. And then you've grown, you've grown up seeing um, your parents or people around you, older people telling mm-hmm. girls to do this, to do that. So for you, it's like, uh, it's not about me. Mm. It's about what, she, or what she's done or what she hasn't done. I see. So for, for you, you're just like, okay, it's not about me then. So, so you just want to, you just express yourself, because I remember vividly uh, during that period, you see two teenagers who have questions that nobody's giving answers to. Answers to Probably they get involved in some, you know, sexual way.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And then you see the, the, the older people scolding the- The girl. The girl. Huh. Instead of the boy, and you should. or scolding I mean, both of them. Exactly. Instead of scolding both of them, instead mm-hmm. of scolding just the girl, i like, I, I, of course, as a young person, as a young boy, you're just growing up in that kind of society. So mm-hmm. for you, it's like, okay, it's not my responsibility. Nothing consign me. Nothing consign me. You know that kind of thing. So, so I think that's where the problem is.
1: So in that uh, clip, I spoke with Chukudi and uh, Tunde, and they both talked about how growing up, uh, gro- groping, or the Nigerian slang, having current. Um, was so normalized and um, how you'd find a boy and a girl in that situation. And uh, when they are caught in some sexual situation or the other, the girl is scolded for it and the boy isn't. And back in June, when I had this conversation, Saratu, I, I, I said on air that this normalized groping that we've even given a funky name like Tapping Current is a gateway to rape in the future. And a lot of people told me I was going too far. I wonder how you see it. It does, actually. You can think of it
2: almost as a gateway drug, as it were, whereby, um, because with with groping, you know, the person that is doing the quote-unquote tapping of the current is only really considering his own need or his own um, desire to touch the person. doesn't have the... any consideration whatsoever for the person that he's touching.
4: Mm.
2: You know, you're not thinking of is this person even okay with me touching them? Mm. Um, is this something that they want? Um, you're not even engaging with that as a possibility. The most important thing is your right mm. to, to reach out and touch them. Mm. Um, and that logic extends to sexual violence as well because it's about the person's own gratification, the person's own need to show, you know, their power over the, the other person mm. and mm. not so much about what, whether this other person wants sexual contact
4: mm-hmm.
2: with, the, with them. Mm-hmm. So I know for a lot of people that it's like, mm, not just touching. But if you think about it, you know, you're touching, but does the person that you're touching want you to touch them?
1: Hmm. Great and question. That's something
2: that, you know, yeah, that the people need to more
1: about. In what other ways do you think our society undermines um, girls' body autonomy?
2: sense that uh, that men are like natural disasters like a man is like a flood or an earthquake what? yes because we act like men happen to you Hmm. so you know you know know, the way natural disasters they wreak a lot of havoc but you can't blame rain you can't blame an earthquake for it's just what it does Hmm. it's destructive and it's terrible but Hmm. But, hey, yeah, ah, you know, you need to go and get insurance. Hmm. You know, no one is... You can't place blame on a natural disaster for its action. Yeah. And that's the same way that we tend to see men. Like, boys are bad. You too. Wear a longer dress. You know, cover your head. You know, do this, do this. And if a guy does... You know, do, you know, grope you or, you know, sexually harass you or, or worse, sexually violate you. They say, hey, yeah, I'm so sorry, but you two, what were you doing? What were you wearing? Why were you out at night? It's never that man's fault. So we treat men the way we would treat rain. (laughs) or or the way we would treat any natural disaster for happening because you can't blame a natural disaster for happening (laughs)
4: but
2: when we accept that men are human beings uh not natural disasters Uh then you have to recognize the fact that they are responsible for their actions
1: so you believe that if we begin to hold men responsible for their actions um, we could stamp out things like tapping currents I think that if you
2: begin to understand that, number one, that you th- that that more men need to understand um, that it's their actions and actions that they thought about, that they wanted to do. It's not something that, you know, it's not like they were breathing. Mm. You know, it's not, it's not something that, is, that was like involuntary and that we did subconsciously. No, no, no. You want to say, ah, this babe, I like this, hair, but yeah, let me touch. It's, a, it's an intentional thing that they did hmm. That is wreaking so much havoc hmm. And when and, 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 and also like Tether a sense of personal responsibility hmm. and, a sense, and, and something that's often That's regarded as bodily autonomy Like hmm. this person has a right to their own body mm-hmm. You don't have a right to their body mm-hmm. To have access to their body mm-hmm. And if you want that kind of access You would have to engage with them And get their, your, their consent to touch them
1: are there when practical steps are there practical steps that need to be taken in the home for instance or in schools absolutely. or in playgrounds what are those steps what absolutely. are practical things that can be taken it's very much upbringing
2: you know if you raise your your kids even on themselves because young boys also get sexually violated yeah. we heard about the young boy that got sexually violated in boarding school in you know, a In, in Deepa Life, yeah, Life School in mm. Akwaibom mm-hmm. You know, he was, he was 11 years old mm. A senior boy decided that because he's small That it was perfectly fine to sexually violate him
4: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, these things, you know We have to reckon with the fact that Number one, when you have a respect for your own body You teach, you teach um, boys and girls, by the way um, That y- your body is yours that nobody has already right to touched you anyhow. And be, and because just, just the same way that no one has a right to touch you anyhow, you don't have a right to touch anybody else anyhow. Right. And that
1: awareness and understanding. Okay. Let's, that's where it begins. Let, let's talk about it some more, Lagos. Uh, why do you think it's become acceptable? for teenage boys to grope teenage girls in the name of Tapping Current? is it, Was this something that you saw or something that you experienced or something that you took part in during your school days? I remember a few years ago the outrage that uh, occurred when a secondary school here in Lagos um, went viral for their passing out uh, culture where a bunch of boys just besieged a bunch of girls and uh, uh, sometimes raped them, sexually harassed them, groped them he- heavily after they write, write their final exams. You remember that story, Saratu? No, I'd never even heard of it. Oh, it happened right here in Lagos a few years ago. I'm going to remember details of that story and remind people of it. But Lagos, our numbers are 0700-993-993-993. 0700-993-993-993. Why has it become so acceptable for teenage boys to grope teenage girls in the name of tapping current? Uh, Was this something that you saw when you were growing up? Was this something that you experienced when you were growing up? Was this something that happened uh, in your school days? You can send us a message on WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. And of course, you can talk to me about any of the topics on the glass ceiling this year that resonated for you. Uh, Which glass ceiling topic did you find the most interesting? Which glass ceiling topic did you disagree with me the most on? Uh, which glass ceiling topic made you see things differently? 700 993 Femi is in Ooroshonki. Hello, Femi. Welcome.
5: Yeah, uh, good afternoon, everybody.
1: Good afternoon.
5: Yeah, I'm the first time caller.
1: Great, welcome.
5: Yeah. Um, I just want to speak about uh, the last topic, mm-hmm. about whole, uh, sexual Issues are developing
4: things.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been listening to your program for quite a while. Uh, but I also realized that um, most of the time when we talk about all these uh, issues, sexual violence and all that, we, we tend to, or better still, we tend to think that uh, it's just a male thing. Basically, it's both ways. You understand? It's both ways. I could remember then the when we were still young way back in the junior secondary school. It wasn't just only boys grouping girls. Girls group boys. You understand? So, uh, if to treat this issue as um, a social here, that's when we can actually move forward. It's not just about uh, boys grouping girls. Fine, it's the predominant among boys, or girls do I'm very sure over time when we've been discussing these issues on radio, a lot of people have shared their experiences about, um, I'm talking about guys right now, about all their sexual uh, um, assaults by elderly females or the older female community. Thank you.
1: All right, thanks for calling us. Uh, Saratu? Hello? can hear you. Yes, did you hear the caller? Uh, It was same. He was talking about, um, you know, these things will not go away until we talk about it as a societal ill. Because the same way that um, guys group girls, um, girls also group guys. Yes, it's predominant uh, among boys, but girls also do it. And every time we talk about these issues, we don't talk about it from the man's perspective. We're only always talking about it from the woman's perspective. What do you say uh, to that, Saratu?
2: I think that um, usually, I mean, the reason we talk about it from a, from a woman's perspective is because um, very often, um, well, or two, two parts. Number one, uh, we, societal power leans towards men, not women. And as such, very often, the person that is um, unlikely to be able to complain, or even if they complain, very likely not to be heard, is the woman. Um, but on the other hand, and this is something that's a bit more insidious, and this is something that I think is terrible as well, is that because of the way that society, societally, men are supposed to be these sex-hungry beasts who it doesn't matter, you know, if they're always ready to go. So if if they if they get touched inappropriately, very often a lot of men don't even feel comfortable saying that they were uncomfortable with someone touching them a certain way because they're supposed to want it if a woman reached out and touched him, people say, hey, congratulations, my guy. It's just a really terrible thing because you see, like, a 12-year-old boy, if he was inappropriately touched or inappropriately, you know, or sexually violated by a woman, you know, a lot of people would probably say, hey, big man. They're not thinking about it in terms of, no, he, he was, his bodily autonomy was violated. He shouldn't have been touched in that manner. Hmm. You know, um... And so, you know, it's one of the ways in which patriarchal thinking also hurts men, too. Because you're not a sex person, a sex hungry beast. You're a human being. Mm-hmm. You have a right to your bodily autonomy. You have a right to to assert that autonomy. And to, and um, no one has a right to use their power over you.
1: Mm. All right. Let's talk to Ikechukuinotafam. Ikechuku, hello. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. From education from Farm. Yes, welcome. Go ahead.
6: Uh, Sandra, I taught current when I was in primary six. I taught current inside the bush. I taught current when I was uh, in class one. Hello. I can hear you. So I taught current well, well, but I did not read because I have five sisters and I have two daughters and I want So I did not read, but I did not care. But I, I taught current and they themselves did that from me. Mm-hmm. So concerning uh, Mr. President.
1: No, we're I done don't. with, we're done with Mr. President. Let me ask you okay, something about
6: imagine. your... I
1: is this something that you were proud of, Comrade <laughs> Kechuku? Unfortunately, he's not on the line anymore. Uh, but I I would have, you know, wanted to find out um, if tapping mm. current was something he was proud of. He talked about having sisters. I would have also wanted to find out... He pretty
2: proud to me. Yeah, he
1: sounded very proud. You know, I would have also wanted to find out if he would want someone to tap... His sister's hi, current hi, hi, hi. as well. 99.3, hello. Hello. How are you? What's your name? I'm
6: fine. Good evening. Good evening. Auntie Sandra.
1: Yes, me, Uncle Frank. Welcome.
6: Uh-huh. Good evening, ma. Good evening. I want to ask one question.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: A small one, no best for me. All.
1: Okay, I will try.
6: Uh-huh. You see, my question goes like this.
1: Mm.
6: If you see where two men are fighting... They will call it two fighting. If you see where two women are fighting, people will say, leave those two women. They are disgracing themselves. Just leave them. Then if you see where man and the woman is fighting, not trouble. They will say, no matter whatever the woman do, you're not supposed to fight them. You understand? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then, women, that same woman you are protecting, Women will go and carry uh, a girl child or a boy child as a nanny, as a as a housemaid. Today, I have I have one that this woman screw three screw in the in the in the housemaid. Uh, in, in has made a score in your
1: score that's a very sad very terrible story but number one it's not on our list of topics today number two Is I, did, you, I didn't talk about it, it on now. the glass ceiling now. no now what we're talking about are the things I've talked about this year on the glass ceiling uh, but can you
6: listen I'm, feeling, I'm branding up now i, start, I just make it snappy. Uh, okay uh, Hey. So this woman uh, screwed three screw on the That's head. that
1: one is child nothing abuse. Happens. That's child How abuse. Happens. That that has nothing to do with um, um, gender equality. That's child abuse There's and no that's wrong.
6: That woman fighting man so is, 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 not, is I Woman
1: to, woman fighting okay. man is assault and battery, call, and it should this. not even not be happening. Like you
6: want to
1: call that is, I have let it. Frank. Bye-bye. <laughs> Frank, is, Frank just called me to derail the conversation. So if you just tuned in and you're wondering what Sandra doing on the glass ceiling today, we're looking back at the year. We're looking at all the things we talked about um, in 2020 on the glass ceiling. We've started with tapping current. I'm asking why it's acceptable for teenage boys to group teenage girls in the name of tapping current. I'm asking if this is something that you saw, this is something that you experienced, is, this is something that um, you took part in during your school days. We're still going to talk about rape culture. We'll talk about that after the break because um, we had lots of conversations in 2020 about rape culture. At one point, I tried to make uh, a, a, a point over and over again, and um, that point was that... Um, a behavior only becomes rampant in a society if the society accepts it and encourages it, right? And that was a point I made again and again and again um, um, during the glass ceiling in the year 2020. So think about all the topics we talked about. Which ones resonated with you? Which ones did you agree the most with? Which ones did you disagree with? Think about them and give me a call uh, in a few seconds. all of us here. All of us
0: here. At 99.3 Nigeria Info Have a Merry Merry Christmas From all of us
4: here At 99.3 Nigeria After this
1: Sandra Ezekwassili, you're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info, and we're taking a look at some of the conversations we had on the glass ceiling in the year 2020. So far, we've talked about um, Tapping Current. It had lots of engagement uh, back in June 2020. Uh, Something else that we talked about a lot in 2020 was rape culture as well. I kept making the point over and over that if a behavior becomes rampant it's because the society accepts it or encourages it in some way uh, and so with rape we have a situation where rapists are not afraid because they know that the society around them will shield them from consequences so I did a lot of episodes on what I called soft landing for rapists this is the glass ceiling every Wednesday between 4 and 5 we take a look at the different barriers holding women down. One hour every day we take a look at how society holds women back. Uh, So that's why we talk about it from the women's perspective. If you're a man who tunes in only on Wednesdays between four and five, it will sound like we talk only about women. We don't, I assure you. Even though we should, you know, because women are going through a lot. Sarato Abiola is on the show with me today. She's not here in her capacity as a big madame at Oxfam. She's here. (laughs) (laughs) She's here in her capacity as a friend of the show. Sarato, what are some of the ways where you've seen our society protect the rapist more than the survivor? I'm not talking about situations where guilt is unclear or where they choose to believe the accused. I'm talking about situations where they know it happened, eh? but they choose to protect the rapist anyway. What are some of the ways that uh, you've seen that happen?
2: There are A lot of these cases uh, um, that I've seen that happen is like, for example, if you go to a police station mm. and you report some, you report uh, an incident of rape mm-hmm. and say it's a, it's a family member but usually it's it's often someone in the family that's actually violated. A young, you know, someone in a young person in the right, house, right, right. and it's like it's a family matter now. Why are you bringing this one here? We mm. saw it in your house. Do you want to bring shame to your family? Ah. You know another instance is whenever someone in a position of power in society does it like it was a devil like like you know or even i mean just re- any instance that we remember where like a pastor for example was mm-hmm. found to be sexually violating someone in his congregation mm-hmm. you know God forgives He's a he's a man of God. <laughs> you know <laughs> these are not things that can be dealt with with <laughs> ordinary eyes who knows what, what, no, what's the
1: what, what's the root cause of this soft landing behavior this give him soft landing behavior what's the root cause what do you think is the root cause i think that on 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 a lot of levels
2: women are not prioritizing society uh, nobody is really thinking of how to protect them. Where, I mean, a lot of us were raised religiously, so women are the weaker vessels, you know. Um, Women are the ones that are likely not to have a lot of money in the household. You know, Uh, women are the ones... And as such, you know, in our society, when you don't have a lot of money, that Mm. also um, um, calls your value as a human being into question. That's why in Nigerian society even... You know, people are very make money at all costs. Mm-hmm. The person comes to SUV. Nobody asks how he or she made that money. All the all the matters that the person has the money. Mm-hmm. So, in a society like that, it then makes sense how when you when you likely don't have money, you're okay. the weaker the, the weaker person in the equation. Just, it was not really set up to support the weaker person. You know, in Nigeria, right. the answer to all things is you need to go and get your own power, go and get your own money You yeah. so these things will not happen to you. Right. Um, so in, it's part of, I think, a larger trend in Nigerian society
1: where um, when you're not powerful... Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever happens to you, just take it like that. There's also the part where a lot of Nigerians don't see rape as a big deal. So <laughs> they... what is it? It's
2: not a sensitive thing that you do in your husband's house. Yeah, like, yeah. Says, What's the big deal? You know, mm. it's, it, it's the idea that you know when your autonomy, as it, um, your 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 body autonomy, has is violated mm-hmm. when somebody's is taking from you mm-hmm. what you did not offer mm-hmm. again.
1: Uh, you too now don't be in that situation, you know. And and so they begin to think of it as uh, if it happens, it's something you can get over. Why do you want to punish this guy? Uh, it's uh, if you send him to prison now, that's a serious bad thing, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And even when they do see rape as a serious thing, they see it as a serious thing for the family name, not yes, the survivor, for the woman, absolutely, mm. because at the end of the day,
2: it's like. Mm. You know it's you know I and mean, i think that if you know, a lot of people understand it this way but there is no way as a society i mean if you look at it in general mm-hmm. whether we're talking about police brutality it's ordinary nigerians mm-hmm. or the way nigerian government you know very often very corrupt that doesn't do a lot for ordinary nigerians um you if you don't understand that on some you know because okay women and men mm. are were vessels for human beings mm-hmm. with societal roles attached
4: mm-hmm.
2: right mm-hmm. so man equals provider and, you know the more the power of that and the woman is more the um, you know nurturer you know yeah at home now when you imbue both of those vessels with, Um, social power Mm -hmm. and social roles Mm -hmm. and then you say that people that have more power which is the man Mm -hmm. you know is able to get away with all sorts Mm -hmm. in society because Mm -hmm. he's a man when he does something to women Mm -hmm. if on some level you agree with that even if it's only subconsciously Mm -hmm. you then lose the argument when it happens to you at a higher level than just the micro level of man-woman relations Mm -hmm. so when you understand, because the way we understand women and men and mm. role in society this is also the way that we understand power in society. So, you cannot divorce, you know, the, um, our attitudes towards violence mm-hmm. at a micro level mm-hmm. of men and women, mm-hmm. and our attitudes towards power at a higher level. When we're talking about Nigerian government and and citizens. Hmm. In a lot of ways, I would say that all of us are men and women.
1: How do we? How, how do we fight this then, How do we? Who in our society needs to be talked to about this? What's the effective messaging here? You know, I think that it starts
2: again. When we were talking earlier about. Bodily autonomy and respecting another person, yeah, regardless of whether they're male or female, right? You know, respecting their personhood as a human being and acting accordingly, you know, um, those things. I think that level of understanding from the micro level, you know, translates to the way we understand power in general. If, for example, you do not believe that it is okay for someone to you know, uh, violate another person just because they, they have more power over the person in that in that situation. Mm. You also carry that into the knowledge that just because the person has a gun, mm. does not mean that they get to throw you into jail for uh, you know for no reason whatsoever. You know, indefinitely, and you know, uh, extort them just just your police. You know, it carries over into. Um, I, I, that understanding of power carries over into your attitude towards govern, government. Mm-hmm. Where you know, if if you're in a service capacity towards a, 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 a generality of people, mm-hmm. that the money that you have access to is not for you to enrich yourself. It's, mm-hmm. it's to it, 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 it's 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 not power. It's responsibility. It's not mm-hmm. power over. Mm-hmm. It's responsibility towards. Mm-hmm. You know. So when you are it, it, when you're able to to better understand your um you know um power and um responsibility in that way mm-hmm. it translates i think across the board and but a lot of, in nigeria i'm sure you'll agree with me a lot of people understand power as abuse when you have power to do something it's power really to abuse other people your, your position mm. yeah and it's that in general whether it's people's neighborhood um neighborhood um um, um, committees com, 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 com where they give you you know you, you pay dues every month and mm-hmm. you don't even know what is coming from you, know? <laughs> you know or whether it's somebody yeah, know no guy in your office and therefore every copper in your translated. you must try and sleep with. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, and then it just goes up from there. And at all levels of our society, mm-hmm. we see abuse of power for that reason.
1: And you know, this year we covered lots of rape stories in the news. We had the rapes and murders of both um, Uwaila Mozua and uh, yeah. Barakat Bello. Talk to me about what stood out for you about either or both of those cases, Saratu, and the conversations that Nigerians had about them. What stood out for me was, frankly, just how commonplace they were, um,
2: how much the reason why, you know, it, it even really, like, caught fire in a lot of ways is because, you know, we're kind of at home,
1: you know, at the time, you mm-hmm, know, but, uh, mm-hmm. with so we we're all at home, there was lockdown. so for both of them, really? Yeah, exactly. That's Barakat true. was, in her, and, was uh, in her house and a while I and went like, to church. It really dealt with all our, ex-
2: all our typical quote-unquote excuses for You two, what are you doing there? She was in church. Uh-uh. She shouldn't be in church. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Good Muslim girl. Why you not Okay, fine. She was a hijabi and she was in her house. So, like, it, it, what, 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 what was really um, amazing about those stories is that it really, I mean, all the the, the normal um, arguments that we that people will give mm-hmm. just fell apart. You had no there is no reason why this should have happened. Mm-hmm. If you go by, you know, the normal the normal reasons why we say that women get not you should go outside yeah. by yourself at night. Mm-hmm. You should uh wearing short skirts. Okay, fine. This girl was at home. She was in church.
1: She was studying. You know, she. Did, you know, or this girl was in the house. Mm-hmm. So, mercy. Mm-hmm. So, explain so what, that. What do you say to that? Explain that. Mm. And people did not have explanations, right? did you
2: have explanations, suddenly was like, okay, fine maybe you people have
1: informed. Speaking of being in her house, we did a couple of episodes about women living alone, Saratu, and how they face far more hostility and danger than men who live alone. We talked about discrimination from landlords and landladies. Mm -hmm. We talked about um, harassment by neighbours or landlords. I got a lot of pushback on this topic. Some said uh, men also get discriminated against when they're house hunting. Uh, Some even said that even some women called to share uh, their stories about being in their flats and then you had men who called in to say uh-huh, they just want to keep you company now Eh, why didn't you just say no so first could you explain how the things that women living alone face are worse are they worse and then um, where do you think this attitude towards complaints of women is coming from it just happened while you and I were talking about this a man called in yeah. to say um, you know men too where does that come from I think that there's generally a sense that a lot of other people would,
2: you know, the way they they see themselves as "quote unquote" good people. You know, they are not. Because when you think of a rapist, you know, or someone who is perpetrating rape culture, you think of this really, you know, this old school man who's like a bit of a beast. Isn't really, you know, it, you know, like a ruffian. But a lot of people, I mean, we mostly consider ourselves good, religious, kind people. Mm-hmm. So when you espouse certain things that are being put under a microscope, the first instance is to push back, say, ah, what are you trying to say? Because, I'm, I mean, I'm a perfectly nice man mm-hmm. or I'm a perfectly nice person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am not a, I'm not an, a monster. Mm-hmm. You Know so a lot of people will push back because they're trying to because they see themselves in those in, in a lot of these these um, on the other end of, of these complaints, and they are pushing back. Like, oh, no, 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 no. but
1: do you think that what women face when they live alone is is worse, um, than what men face? I would say that it's definitely like, I mean, there are definitely other kinds
2: of discrimination that happen. For example, someone can say, I'm not tired, no, no, Igbo's in my in my house, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to let any evils come and leave in my house. Mm-hmm. It's all—it's oh, also bad, it's mm-hmm. equally bad mm-hmm. as gender discrimination. Someone's sex. Mm-hmm. Like I for example, when I was looking for an apartment mm-hmm. and the landlord was like, hey, what do you do? To, and is that how you make the money? Are you sure?
4: Mm.
2: You know, and I got all kinds of really terrible, like, you know, comments passed on me because uh, I work, cause I, you know, as a single woman looking for an apartment. You know, so I've also been on the receiving end of that. Even in terms of like uh, uh, um, when I'm bringing artisans into my house, having to, you know, to to deal with discrimination. I remember I got to someone to come and help me fix my fridge. The guy came to the house, looked at the fridge, and refused to tell me what was wrong with my fridge. Actually, just left the house. Said that he later he was no problem, and just left. Uh-uh. And I was very confused. so I went to the person that helped me get the fridge, the guy. Um, and in my presence, the guy calls the guy, and the guy said, yeah, yeah, this is the thing that was on with that fridge. You know, you know, ABC, She, her compressor, seems to be having issues. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm on the f- I said, He didn't know that I was hearing it on the speaker. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, God, why did you not tell me all of this? He said, now the person who owned the fridge, now I won't talk to you, not you. Now I know that it was you that was at home, but you are not... It's not your house.
1: I'm sorry. What was it? Your house, in fact? It was my house. It was my it house. your fridge, in fact? My <laughs> <He really>, fridge. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? He really, He really
2: said. I, I don't. I'm not believing at your house. I'm not believing at your fridge. So now I, I don't. I don't want hear anything from you. That's what he said. Oh my god. So like you know, these are the kind of things that, frankly, men will never face a man would never have to deal with that so it's not like nothing happens to anybody else but this is a specific manifestation Mm -hmm. of what happens only to women and we need to be a very I mean there's 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 something that i wish more people understood that if someone is if women are saying that they get a specific kind of discrimination a specific kind of of of, of violence does so not mean that we're saying that men never get any any, any anything that doesn't happen to men no, no nobody's saying that mm. we're saying that this is how it shows up for us mm-hmm.
1: And there's no need for defensiveness as a result. Hmm. Sarah Trabiola here, big Madame at Oxfam, uh, <laughs> uh, giving us facts on the glass ceiling today. I wish we had more time so that we could uh, talk about this in more detail, but we are out of time. We didn't even get to talk about um, uh, the amount of time that we dedicated this year talking about the, the issues that women face due to their marital status, um, specifically wives mm-hmm. and widows. So we talked about it Inheritance, for instance, we talked about what widows face when their husbands die. Uh, we also talked about um, a change of name, right? We, we talked uh, talked about where is a woman really from? Because I said on air that women are internally displaced persons because you're not from your fa- <laughs> you're not from your place, which is your father's place, quote unquote, and you're not you're not from your husband's place either. Because um, if you wanted to run for office, for instance, uh, that's when somebody will remember that you're not from either of these places. Exactly. I gave concrete examples, uh, chief of which was um, the chief judge in Ibom State. Her story was huge at the time. They said, oh, you're not from mm-hmm. Akwaibom, you're from Cross River. So that's mm-hmm. a conversation that uh, we'll carry over to next week because we still have one more Wednesday before 2020 is over and we can look mm-hmm. back at those stories as well. But Sarato, thank you so much for your time on Hard Facts. Thanks so today. much for having me. Lagos, let's uh, take a look at June between 5 and 6. We're, we're taking a look at the year 2021. One month at a time and june is the next uh, month on the list so we'll take a look at the biggest stories from that month and i tell you so much happened actually i'm sandra Ezekwesili.